Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Seahawks fans, wherever you may be, thanks for listening to the show. Join your hosts, Bill Alstead and Keith Myers, as we talk Seahawks football. Hey, Seahawks fans. Welcome back to another episode of the Seahawks Playbook Podcast. I'm your host, Bill Ofsted, sitting down with co-host Keith Myers here to talk Seahawks football. We've got a preview show for you today. Seahawks travel to New York and play the New York Giants on Monday Night Football. Um, we've got uh, a little bit to talk about uh, of, of what we're seeing on the defensive side of the ball uh, so far this year, both good and bad. Uh, we've got some uh, some great additions coming back to the team. Uh, it sounds like this week, Keith. And um, all in all, Seahawks are in pretty good shape, looking to go three and one before the bye week. Yeah, um, they're in good shape, and I think that they're they're between uh, just guys getting healthy because they were banged up coming out of camp, and some other bunch of guys have gotten hurt since then. Um, you know, I don't typically like the bye week this early because it um, means you got a long stretch of games without a break. Um, But this is a team that could use uh, an opportunity to get healthy. They had um, 10 players not practice. um, Right. And this, you know, like yesterday and um, that's, (laughs) that is a lot of guys sitting out because of injuries. Yeah. I haven't seen uh, today's uh, injury report. Uh, but yeah, they, they were really, um, cautious with a bunch of guys, uh, limited participation. Um, Will Disley, Julian Love, Artie Burns, full go though, Jamal Adams and Reek Wollen. I think that's the biggest story out of this list. Um, other than possibly a chin and with, with an Achilles listed as an injury. I want to talk about that for just half a second, but, um, getting Jamal Adams back and, and Reek Wollen is going to be a huge lift for this defense just at the right time. Give them a chance to kind of get acquainted um, 
before mm-hmm. the bye week and then have that uh, that extra practice time and really come in after the bye uh, to to really start um, honing this defense uh, for the for the home stretch. And um, it should be this should be a good good game for them to kind of come in and and have a warm up. The the Giants are ex- the expectation for the Giants was they were going to be on par with where the Seahawks are at. Uh, they were a playoff team last year. Brian DeBall had them playing well. Everything was going well last year. They extended their uh, their quarterback, um, which I I didn't agree with, but that's what they did. Daniel Jones, they kind of were in a hard spot, if you will. They were in a uh, uh, mediocrity kind of a situation where if they didn't sign him, what else were they going to do? Uh, he was just on the, you know, on the, mostly outside for me looking in as far as the quarterback that deserved to be paid. Um, and, but they paid him like franchise dollars, like $40 million a year type type stuff with 86, $87 million fully guaranteed. I kind of locked him in. They brought back Shaquan Barkley. Um, so it's a pretty, uh, it's a, it, it's a decent roster, but they've been completely underperforming. They've also had their major injury. Uh, bug this uh, early in the season they've they've had horrible games uh, to start I think uh, Dallas laid 40 points on them in the opener uh, before halftime uh, against Arizona in week two uh, Arizona was up 20 to nothing so they yeah, had so allowed they'd 60, given up 60 points. points before they scored their first point <laughs> right um, they did yeah. come back against Arizona and won but then uh, last week against the 49ers they looked awful got dominated really by a a much better team um so i like our chances in this game we'll get all into it we'll talk about all the all the details but um anyway how you how you doing i was in uh, new york this last week uh got rained on uh substantially while i was there i was able to record a show with you i didn't know that we were going to do that Uh, i didn't know we were going to do that that was not the plan thanks for the flexibility to jump on when we uh, oh yeah our guest um couldn't make it so uh, I appreciate Yeah, it just that. happened to work out on the schedule where we were um, timing-wise. I was done with my day and back in, in the hotel, and you were uh, able to get on right after the game. So it worked out. Um, yeah, so you wanted to talk a little bit about um, where the Seahawks are at right now um, as far as the defensive side of the ball is concerned. Before we get into that, I just wanted to talk about some roster stuff. Uh, really yep. quick, we kind of do this all the time. Seahawks signed John Radigan off the practice squad uh, to the active roster. Uh, in conjunction with that, they waived Cody Thompson, wide receiver Cody Thompson. Uh, he did clear waivers and is signed to the practice squad now at this point. Um, wanted to talk to you about the roster composition a little bit around that. Seahawks currently only have three running backs and four wide receivers on the active roster. A couple of defensive tackles, three defensive ends on the active roster four tight ends, five guards, six off the ball linebackers and six corners. It's just kind of a weird wonky kind of a way to, to put a roster together, but uh, it seems like they're still trying to figure it all out. Well, I think it's a one week thing. I mean, they are seems looking at the fact that they're, they've got a bunch of injuries at certain positions, so they need extra bodies and they're like, okay, we can go with four receivers and, and, um, 
get a guy like Cody Thompson through to the practice squad in mm. order to create room for another guard because every all of the guards are hurt. Um, and, and he can come up three times off the off the practice squad. Yeah, and, and so that swap that, with Radigan was kind of that that the way they manipulate the roster. Yeah, because um, Radigan was running out of uh, or out <laughs> of ways for them to get him up off the practice squad, so they had to either leave him on the practice squad and not have him play or get him on the 53. So they did that. And for three weeks now, him, basically Cody Thompson and John Radigan switch places where Cody Thompson comes up off the practice squad um, to be eligible in, in games. Um, and at three weeks from now, they'll have to figure out what they want to do with it. Cause by then you either have to have them both on the 53 or one of them's not playing. Right. And, and you know, by then something else will happen. Um, so that that was kind of the, the roster stuff. Uh, it wasn't a huge list. We talked about the injuries. Let's get into this uh, this defensive discussion with regards to the Seahawks. Um, I think so far, uh, if if we were to to grade them, Keith, it would be kind of a B B minus overall. Um, they've had some some good uh, performances, but they've also underperformed on a on a quite a few different areas. Um, I wanted to to lay out some stats, just kind of start this conversation a little bit. The run defense so far uh, has actually been really good. Um, And we're getting to face, uh, getting ready to face Saquon Barkley. Uh, Apparently he's had two practices in a row after coming off an ankle. And um, so it looks like he's going to play. Last year he had 1,312 yards, 10 touchdowns, um, and runs the ball effectively. So, but Seattle has done really well. They allowed 52 yards um, to Kyron Williams in the, um, in the first game, David Montgomery had 67 yards as their top rusher, uh, against the Detroit lions, Carolina, Miles Sanders had nine carries for 24 yards, only 44 yards total, um, rushing, um, they're the third lowest yards per carry team, yep. the Seahawks, um, six only lowest the and total rushing are, yards. Yeah, only the yep. Browns and, uh, Titans have been better on a per carry basis. Which, right. considering how awful the uh, the rush defense was a year ago, that is a phenomenal like shift. Yeah, and and that's the upside. That's the upside of this defense. We've we've managed to stop the run. However, if you take a look at the pass defense, Seattle's pass defense is allowing 328 yards per game, 31st in the league, ranks 28th per EPA per drop back. Um, no pass defense has allowed more explosive plays. In the Seattle Seahawks, 20 plus yards is defined as an explosive play. They've allowed second most air yards and completed passes um, as a defense. So and why 20, run the ball on Seattle when you can throw it all over the it. field? Yeah, um, 26th in the league in yards per attempt. They're giving up seven and a half yards per pass attempt, um, which is. Yeah, not good. That's just bad. <laughs> Not good, considering the talent that we yeah. should have out there now. Now, Rick Wollin's been injured. Uh, Kobe Bryant has struggled again. Uh, integrating Julian Love into this defense has been a little bit of a struggle, a little bit of a disappointment, I think, uh, considering the expectation level, I think, coming in. Um, and we can talk about those things. But but now that we kind of know that we've been defending the run pretty good and we're really bad at defending the pass, where are we at as a, as a team, Keith? Well, I think that, um, 
you know, Reek Woolen, Jamal Adams are both getting healthy. That's going to fix the, um, the Kobe Bryant situation and just getting Reek back a little bit is going to be helpful because Trey Brown's been up and down, has had some good moments, but had some also awful moments and just getting, you know, Reek's a really stable presence as a very high, um, level player and getting that back was, is going to help a lot. Um, they also need to get after the quarterback a little better. And I think that's something that they can do. Um, they just need, but the coaching staff clearly is not going to, um, hurt the run defense to help the pass defense in terms of the pass rush. And so guys are just going to have to beat their, their, um, the guy in front of them and just get there. And that's, that's, you know, sometimes easier said than done. Yeah. You know, I, it's, uh, it's interesting. I mean, Seattle ranks 29th in both uh, yards allowed and points allowed through the first three weeks. Um, given up more when you, passing first downs than any team in the league, we've given up 51 first downs through the air. Uh, the chargers are second in the league at 47. And if you look at it, um, the Browns have only given up 14 first downs through the air. Cowboys have only given up 19 first downs through the air. Six or well, it all depends on your opponents for sure. So let, let's have sure. that context. I mean, one of those opponents that the, the Cowboys had was the giant that we're going to face. If, and, and looking at this team as well, looking at this game specifically, this is, this is an opportunity I think for Seattle to kind of, get back um within the the bounds of normal as far as statistically um is concerned um you know can they improve can they do better against this team i think they can the reason i think that they can when you take a look at quarterback pressures and sacks okay seattle is ranked 29th in sack rate but the seahawks have a solid pass rush grade at 71.3 overall it's because they're getting pressures um and daniel jones has been under pressure a lot He's under pressure, 46.7% of his dropbacks, the highest rate in the league, twice as and, many as the second worst team. Um, he's also been, go ahead. I would say, and the Giants um, left tackle was limited in practice on Thursday and then did not practice on Friday. Yes, when the guys Thomas. are yes. are moving backwards in terms of their, um, how much work they can handle during the week. Um, no. Brian DeBald, Brian DeBald did downplay that a little bit in that it's a Monday game. And so that they were just kind of giving him some rest, but nonetheless, he's missed a couple of weeks already coming in with a high ankle sprain and he's day to day. So, but I was going to say Daniel Jones has the highest, um, uh, he's been sacked uh, 12 times, intercepted four times in the first three games. He's able to run the ball. He's a, he, he can run the ball for you. He's going to get you about 40 yards on average per game rushing the ball. Um, so he's going to be able to move around a little bit. But he's getting sacked a lot. He's getting pressured a lot. Their offensive line is not great. Um, I think this is a game Seattle can really take advantage of their pass rush and really be good on the defensive back side of this equation. And if they can stop Saquon Barkley, if they can stop the run, they've been doing that effectively already. Um, and you take a look at what Seattle, I think, might be able to do on the offensive side. This is a this is a game that I think we really kind of we could explode. 
Yeah, it's definitely in a, in a good way. In a good way. I mean, the Daniel Jones is not the type of guy that's going to beat Seattle's defense. Um, I mean, uh, he's not confident. As, he's just not a confident thrower. Um, Andy Dalton is a guy that's going to frustrate Seahawk fans because his ability to complete a really high percentage of really short passes works against Seattle's defense. Um, Daniel Jones isn't that. He's a move around, try and throw it deep, take off and run. Um, more, he means more mobile and, and that it got a stronger arm, but completes a much lower percent of his passes. That's not going to beat Seattle. That's that, that's not the type of guy that, that right. hurts um, the Seahawks. So overall, I'm, uh, I'm not expecting the Giants to give Seattle much resistance in terms of that, but it's more of a, what happens? I mean, trying to put a better way to put this, but if they give up a lot of yards, especially in the fourth quarter to Daniel Jones, I think there's some serious problems with this defense. And it might come, might even go to the play caller because this is not a team that you should be giving up a lot of yeah. uh, fourth quarter points to a lot of, a lot of yards, not, a lot of fourth quarter points. I'm not getting that feeling. Although, you know, um, they did where they were able to come back big time against Arizona, but Arizona had already put 20 points on them. Um, I think that says more, more about the giants defense than the offense. The offense did come back and ended up scoring over 30 points to win that game. 31 to 28, something like that. Um, so they did score 31 points in, in a half is what I'm, what I'm trying to say. They, they can score points down the stretch. Um, especially if we get up big on them and, and it's meaningless yards, I'm not going to be so concerned with that. We've seen that before. Well, but if it's a close yeah. game and we're letting them do that. Yeah. That's going to be a problem. The Seahawks let the Rams, uh, run up the score in the fourth quarter. Then they, they then gave up a big lead in the fourth quarter to the Lions and had to go win it in overtime. Um, they gave up 14 points against Carolina with a backup quarterback um, in the fourth quarter. And it's becoming a trend. And so we do get Jamal Adams back and Rick Woolen back. I think Rick yeah. Woolen is underrated. That's a, that's a, that's going to be huge for this defense. You, you, you get Witherspoon out there. You know, take a look at Witherspoon, 11 tackles last game, targeted 13 times by Andy Dalton. Uh, of those 13 targets, uh, only allowed five completions for 31 yards, um, two pass breakups, several tackles, just kind of made a physical impact on the game. It was nice to see. Love that. You combine that with Reek Woolen. We, you know, it, Woolen's been uh, out, you know, a, a little bit, and it's it's easy to forget the kind of physical impact he has on the game too. Um, people don't like throwing against him because he's he's a physical guy and he he knows how to jump balls, jump routes, all that kind of stuff. Witherspoon combined there, I think it allows Diggs to kind of play better as well. Diggs hasn't been playing well, um, but I think he's kind of as as he did last year. It seems like he's kind of compensating for for a little bit of the the corner play and and um, Kobe Bryant. Um, and so. Yeah, Kobe if we Bryant can didn't play in this last game. 
Um, after playing quite a bit in the first two games, he did not play in week three. So we can't put the um, fourth quarter points of Carolina put on him. Um, the person, the the cornerback who's played the most snaps for Seattle so far this year is Devin Witherspoon, who did not play wow. in week one. Wow. Right? <laughs> that is, that's um, an interesting stat. Yeah. Uh, Trey Brown is second. Um, yeah. And he's and if you're to add game. all defensive backs too, Julian Love has got to be got to be up there as well. Julian Love and Quandre Diggs both have um, about fifty more snaps than any of the corners. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, well, I think you know that it, it, if um, Woolen stays healthy, um, you've got two great corners. I think on this team, yeah. um, and, and and some of the other guys are are pretty decent as well. Mike Jackson is is a decent guy, very good tackler. Um, he, he came on, it was good in the summer, good at the beginning of training camp, seemed to peak and have like a down stretch, um, in the last couple mm-hmm. weeks of, of the preseason, um, Trey Brown kind of took over that spot, um, while they waited for Witherspoon to get healthy. But now that guys are getting healthy, um, Mike Jackson needs to be that third corner. He needs to be the guy that comes on on the outside. And they move Witherspoon in um, to the nickel. What about Trey Brown? Three. I know he's been injured and he's kind of, he has a little concussion thing going on, right? Is that what his deal is? Yeah. I think concussion. so. Um, I'd rather see Mike Jackson in there. Mike Jackson's played better um, when he's been on the field during the regular season than Trey Brown has. Trey Brown had a big interception. I don't know. We don't want to, um, take that away from him. he's had a couple of big pass breakups too but he's also given up a lot of yards and a, and don't a, you, a few touchdowns don't Just, you feel and i know you know football is not necessarily a feeling <laughs> it's, it's kind of weird that i'm saying this. don't you feel like the seahawks are going to get better on defense don't you just kind of I, I for me i just feel like we haven't seen the best of this defense yet and that they're still trying to figure it out and kind of scheme it out a little bit and get well, their players yes. healthy and um, Jamal I, Adams we, it is just a huge wild card in this thing for me. Yeah. I mean, and I would agree with the fact that I think that they are, um, they're on the verge of, of having this kind of breakthrough a little bit because now they're going to get guys healthy and they're going to get a chance to play and practice together for the first time. And once everything kind of clicks, it should really click. Um, but I would not just um, say, yeah, that's going to happen, even though it feels like it might. Um, because when you've got a guy like Uchenna Nuwasu, who's such a big piece of the defense, now on the injury report with an Achilles injury. Yeah, they got to be very cautious, especially with the bye so, week coming up. And they're so thin up front on the defensive line already. Um, yeah, it's, it feels like they're getting other guys back. But it also, I mean, so you think, oh, they're going to pop and this is going to be great. But then you look at how bad things are up front and you think, are the wheels about to come off on this? Because they're one uh, drawn Reed injury away from. Well, look, not I mean, being go able look to at the injury report. From thir- go look at the injury report from Thursday, which is the last one that was available at the time of this recording. Uh, Draymond Jones, hip, did not practice. Quandre Diggs, hamstring, did not practice. Jaron Reed, quadriceps. Quad, uh, yeah, quadriceps did not practice. Uchenna Wasu, Achilles did not practice. Daryl Taylor, Shin did not practice. 
Uh, Phil Haynes' calf did not practice. DK Metcalf right. ribs did not practice. Trey Brown, the concussion. Yeah. Kobe Bryant toe did not practice. It's a very long list. This is one of the longest midweek uh, injury lists I've seen. Yeah. Um, and there was a whole bunch of um, limited guys as well, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, we'll we'll see. And Monday's, you know, a few days away. Um, you, It's not unusual to see guys listed this way and then have be full 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 bore on game day so um i'm not t- too concerned with it at this point especially with the bye coming up and and a weaker opponent i don't want to discount new york too much but i think we're missing a couple guys i think we'll be okay we've got a deep roster this year you've mentioned the the linebacker shortage i mean if daryl taylor and nuasa were both out i think we'd be in serious trouble um but you know, Boya Mafe is turning out to be one of the best rushers, yeah. pass rushers of his class. Boya Mafe has looked really good. He missed that second game against the Lions, and it showed. Like, they missed him um, yeah. Yeah, in yeah, that yeah. game. Yeah. But... Uh, Mario Edwards is having a great year. I'm great, you know. For, he's I mean, getting a lot of uh, pressures that, that were unexpected. I mean, the guy's been known as being a, a run defense guy, and he's been doing great at that but he's also given us a little bit of of help getting to the passer hasn't hasn't gotten there but he's he's getting the pressures as long as you're getting pressure um pressure is production so yeah cameron young's been looking good jaron reed had a monster game last game oh yeah he needs to play he's he's probably the the key cog in this defense right now as it goes i mean uh is definitely a bit the, the key piece of this defense, but Jaron Reed in the middle, man, he's had a, a heck of a season so far. If he continues to play like that, that's a pro he's having a pro bowl level season. Agreed. So, yeah. um, okay. So we've got six off the ball linebackers on the roster. What's up with that? Special teams. I mean, really that's what it comes down to is um they're they're trying to you know keep the special team stocked and it's not like you know jordan brooks bobby wagner or devin bush those guys aren't going anywhere um those are the guys that are going to play uh john radigan and uh, nick Ballor and whoever the sixth one is whose name drake I, thomas yeah oh, drake thomas get, those guys aren't getting a lot those guys aren't scheduled to get snaps they're just not um, they're there for special teams. Yeah. And yeah, after this game, sometime either during the bye week or before the bye week starts, um, at least one of those guys will no longer be on the roster and they'll be moving him into the practice squad in order to create room for someone else. But for this game, they needed another special teams guy. They brought yeah. up another linebacker. Yeah. The only, there's a couple of spots that really kind of, uh, in going into this game are, mild concerns for me only having four wide receivers. I only, I understand that a maximum of four guys are on the field all, all at the same time, but we're one injury away from being in trouble there. We do yeah, have Cody, four. Cody tight Thompson ends. will be pulled. Cody Thompson will be pulled up off the practice squad. He'll be in uniform. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. So you just made me feel a little bit better. I forgot about that. Um, cool. So what are your keys to the game? 
uh, stop Saquon Barkley. <laughs> That's stop Saquon Barkley. Don't get beat over the top. Keep the stuff in front of you. Stop the running game. And you do that, you're going to win this game. Yeah. Interesting. You know, um, it, it is the same formula we're going to see over and over again, you know, for every team because the Seahawks are prolific on offense and they're just getting started. I mean, they really haven't had their full complete roster yet. Kenny McIntosh is still out. Uh, we're still trying to figure out that the wide receivers, uh, Derek Young's coming, you know, going to come back. Uh, Dwayne Eskridge is going to be eligible to come back in a few weeks. Um, we're still integrating our offensive line together, um, which is still going to be kind of wishy-washy. Charles Cross may have a chance to play, although he didn't practice Thursday. Um, so teams are really going to have a hard time putting points, uh, keeping up with us. And, um, if we can stop another team running the ball, almost every game is going to be, is going to be that that's going to be the first and foremost thing to do, because if we turn teams one dimensionally and we get our pass rush going a little bit, our defensive backs like Wollen had six interceptions, six or seven interceptions last year. We already know Weatherspoon's kind of a ball hawk. Diggs is a ball hawk. I think you're going to start to see the turnover machine start to, to kick in on this team. I think that the one thing that kind of been missing a little bit is just really generating a lot of turnovers. I think we're plus two so far in, in turnover ratio, which isn't bad this time of the year, but I think that's going to be a more, more important factor as time goes on. It'd be a factor in this game. Daniel Jones is prone to that. He's already got four picks on the season. Um, I think if you can be physical with Saquon Barkley, uh, he could um, turn the, turn the ball over. Um, look for a guy like uh, Uchen and Wasu to be an, a guy uh, behind the line of scrimmage that can cause some havoc uh, with him. Um, yeah. So, okay. So let's get to predictions. I went first last time. What's your, sh- what's your shot? What do you got? I just have a hard time seeing um, New York putting up points in this game. I think Seattle keeps the, the score low and because they don't, they're not threatened. Um, they're content to run the ball a lot. Let, um, uh, Charbonnet and Walker um, shorten the game. And because of that, we end up with a lower scoring game. And Seattle um, wins it pretty easily. Um, something like, um, let's go 24 13. Yeah. Interesting. You know, you almost had the same prediction against the Panthers, if I remember correctly. Kind of the, you know, feed the ball to the, to the backs, let, you know, shorten the game a little bit, et cetera. I get, I get that. I agree with that. But again, you're dealing with a team with really, really bad pass defense. Um, there are there are defensive line guys like Dexter Lawrence. Um, it, it is is their strength. There's no question about it. But I think if you, we can attack that, get them off balance, move the pocket around. We saw that last game. Shane Waldron did a great job doing that. Um, I see them have a, a really well-balanced attack in this game. Um, I see them getting close to 400, you know, at least 400 yards total offense, putting up about 30 points. We're averaging right now about 27 and a half, 30, uh, 28 points a game. I think we go over 30 in this game. Um, other teams with lesser offenses have done that and, and, or gotten close against them so far this year. And then they're struggling to, to score the ball. They just are. Uh, they're averaging about 15 points a game. They got blown out, shut out 
their first game, 40 to nothing against the Cowboys. Really struggled against Arizona in the first half last uh, two couple weeks ago. And the 49ers had 300 more yards than they did and um, had the ball for 40 minutes against the, the Giants. And Giants only had the ball 20 minutes. Um, so I, I see a game where we just kind of dominate in all three phases of the game and, and win this thing. I'm going to say like 35 to 17. Okay. Okay. I'll take uh, it. <laughs> I'm, uh, you know what? Here's the thing. Um, we're both predicting double digit wins. I think that makes for a stress free Sunday or in this case, Monday. Um, and yeah, we could use that. That, That's, that's kind of what we're both looking for. I think that I'm, I don't know if New York's good enough. They're just not a good football team. And, uh, and and you wouldn't have thought that coming into the season. I would have, they were predicted to be a little bit better. I was expecting them to be all right. Did I expect that, you know, compete for a playoff spot be mainly because the NFC is really weak, but, um, I was not expecting them to get beat 40 to nothing and then to be down big to a talent poor Arizona team. Um, I mean, they're playing Arizona's playing hard and that's a good coaching staff uh, who's got them working. But I think that um, the fact that Arizona was able to move the ball so well against that defense, it, tells me that there's something really wrong in New York. And yeah. I think that um, the Seahawks should be able to take advantage of it. Yeah, I, I think so too. I think you can sense it there too. You know, and I've read, I was back in New York, um, listened to uh, a few guys talk about the team um, and, and saying there's just no heart. There's the, the lack of heart, lack of discipline, lack of effort is a kind of a common theme happening right now. At, with that team and that's that's tough now they've had 11 game, 11 days in between their last game against the 49ers to this mm-hmm. monday game so it's given them a long time to kind of put this thing together if it's going to happen this is their rebound game this is their game you go look at their schedule it doesn't get any uh easier i think they play miami next miami's three and one of the three and teams in this league only one of three i think yeah um and then they play buffalo coming up and, you know, just on and on. It doesn't get any easier for them. So this is a game on their schedule that they're looking at that they want to get. I just don't think that they have enough. I, I really do. I think Seattle has shown that they're a decent team other than that first half against um, the Rams. Um, I think that this team looks back on track. And um, I think that they just take it to the Giants, really, on Monday Night Football, which they've always played well against. Uh, played well in Monday Night Football. So. All right, that's it. Let's get out of here. Let's get back uh, after the game, uh, probably on Tuesday. I would imagine in the afternoon we'll record a recap show, and uh, hopefully we'll start uh, getting back to our regular three uh, shows a week schedule as well, and have a preview show for you uh, for the following. Uh, we won't have it, I guess, this this week coming up because we're gonna have the bye week, but um, we'll we'll put together something for you guys so all right find keith on twitter at myers nfl you can find me at nwc hawk the show is at hawks hawks playbook on twitter you can find us on your favorite podcast platform and youtube hit that subscribe button share it uh leave a great comment that would be great and uh we'll 
talk to you guys uh, next week, hopefully after a victory. So take care, guys. Go Hawks. Go Hawks. Seahawks Playbook Podcast listeners, thanks for joining us for another edition of the show. You can find us on Twitter. Bill is at NW Seahawk. Keith is at Myers NFL. And the show is at Hawks Playbook. You can listen and subscribe to the show at SeahawksPlaybook.com. Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.